Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello all of you beautiful people, Jules here for WhatCulture.com, and you know what, as much as first impressions count for quite a lot, there's arguably nothing more important in a movie than how it ends. After all, every other scene in the film leads up to that final point, and if it leaves audiences exiting the cinema baffled, irritated, or downright angry, it will often tank their opinion of the entire movie, no matter how great it might have been. Now granted, not all films are designed to leave viewers feeling warm and fuzzy inside, but all the same, these 10 movies had audiences practically foaming at the mouth as the end credits rolled. So let's take a look at them today, as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 movies that pissed audiences off in their final scene. Number 10. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is easily the most divisive Star Wars movie since the prequels, with many fans expressing frustration that it took the most predictably nostalgia-baiting storytelling path possible, indicative that the sequel trilogy really had no clear-cut plan before it got started. While the majority of the movie is at least a watchable, passably entertaining sci-fi flick for fans who can excuse its rather ham-fisted plot, it saves its most cardinal and most insulting sin for the very end. As Rey returns to Luke Skywalker's childhood home on Tatooine, an elderly passerby asks her her name, to which she replies, Rey Skywalker, leaving a good portion of the audience groaning in second-hand embarrassment. Understandable as it was that Rey wanted to ditch the Palpatine name, adopting the Skywalker moniker didn't feel remotely earned, but rather a lazy, excessively sentimental attempt to further tie the central character together. And you know what would have been better? If we just didn't hear her reply, just leaving at least something for the audiences to chew on rather than pandering to the worst, most syrupy instincts of the fanbase. Number 9. Gone Girl David Fincher's Gone Girl is an expertly crafted psychological thriller, but nevertheless is one that left viewers screaming with frustration at the screen during its grimly ironic ending. Nick eventually discovers that his wife Amy faked her own disappearance and framed him for her murder as revenge for his infidelity. After Amy finally returns home, Nick plans to leave her, but in the film's brutal ending, she reveals that she impregnated herself with some of Nick's sperm, which was stored at a fertility clinic. An infuriated Nick violently confronts Amy only for her to remind him that if he attempts to leave her, he'll be vilified by the public. Nick, feeling responsible for his unborn child regardless of the circumstances, reluctantly decides to stay with Amy, much to the anger of his sister Margot, and indeed the audience. Now, it is a brilliant ending, crystallizing the film's discomforting examination of relationship dynamics and the role of the media in ordinary lives, but also one that expertly engineers itself to have viewers ready to hurl something at the bloody screen. 
Number 8. The Mist This entertaining sci-fi horror film is a bit of a litmus test for audiences because its almost unbelievably grim final scene will either make you love the film even more or swear off it forever. At the end of it, protagonist David and a small group of fellow survivors decide that there's no hope left to survive this current alien invasion and so enter a suicide pact to spare themselves very painful deaths. David uses his remaining bullets to shoot the other survivors and also his young son and then exits his car so he can quickly be consumed by the monsters in the mist, but at that moment, something other than a giant monster emerges through that mist, and it's a tank, followed by a sizable army fleet confirming that humanity has successfully fought back against the aliens. Basically, David killed four people, including his own son, for nothing, and had he waited just a few minutes longer, he never would have had to commit such a heinous act. To further rub salt in the wound, David even catches sight of a woman who left the supermarket earlier in the movie in pursuit of her children, alive and well with her kids. Oof. Yeah, most of us would probably be raging at the sheer downbeat daring of it all. Number 7. Fantastic Beasts The Crimes of Grindelwald The second Fantastic Beasts movie may have been a generally disappointing sequel, but it only got truly unapologetically offensive with its wildly unnecessary last-minute reveal. In the final scene, the villainous Grindelwald tells his troubled cohort Credence Barebone of his true identity, that he is actually none other than Aurelius Dumbledore, the brother of Albus Dumbledore, and oh bloody hell. As a resolution to the mystery of Credence's real lineage, it was far from the ingenious jaw-dropper the filmmakers clearly thought it was going to be. Beyond running counter to existing lore about Dumbledore's family line by effectively retconning another sibling out of nowhere, it felt like a lazy, desperate attempt to get fans back for the currently shooting third film. Blockbuster franchises are absolutely obsessed with shoehorning in these contrived, incestuous links between characters rather than simply creating new standalone ones. And you know what? It is absolutely maddening. Number 6. No Country for Old Men the Coen Brothers' is, 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 is best picture-winning thriller is arguably the best movie of their pretty brilliant back catalogue, a deliriously entertaining genre film which brings Cormac McCarthy's rich novelization vision to the screen with incredible skill. But it's also a film which upended audience expectations in a pretty major way, by refusing to give them the typical genre trimmings that they were surely anticipating. The story is set up for viewers to expect a traditional showdown between the film's closest thing to a hero, Moss, and the Terminator-like antagonist attempting to reclaim $2 million in cash, Anton. But ultimately, Moss ends up being killed off-screen by random Mexican gangsters at the end of the film's second act, leaving audiences to assume that the weathered sheriff might actually be the only one to take down Anton. Except that never happens, because there's never any sort of major standoff between the pair at all. Anton manages to get away, presumably with the money, while Bell retires from the police, and the final scene simply sees him explaining two of his recent deeply allegorical dreams to his wife. Anyone expecting a traditional cathartic ending, as many definitely were, were totally out of luck, because the Coens removed it in favour of one that let the bad guy get away and the only hero left standing unable to do anything about it. Number 5. Night of the Living Dead George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead was the cultural primer for the modern zombie movie, an expertly crafted effort which remains deeply unsettling today. But the film's true, aggravating masterstroke arrives in its very final scene, where the only remaining member of the central group, Ben, manages to survive until dawn only to find himself accidentally shot dead by an incoming posse, which mistakes him for one of the undead. An ingenious piece of social commentary as it is, especially with the film releasing in the midst 
after the civil rights movement, many nevertheless felt robbed of a happy ending for Ben, who with his resourcefulness throughout had surely earned himself the right to live. While Romero insisted in interviews for the rest of his life that Ben's death wasn't intended to pass commentary on racism, it's practically impossible not to view the film that way through a contemporary lens, and you know what, it's all the better for it. Whatever your own reading though, Ben being struck down as the result of idiotic human error was a guaranteed way to leave audiences seething with rage as the end credits rolled. Number 4. Law Abiding Citizen Law Abiding Citizen is a ludicrously entertaining guilty pleasure movie following a man, Clyde Shelton, who seeks revenge on the corrupt, ineffective justice system for allowing the murderer of his wife and daughter to get away with just a light sentence. Shelton embarks on a murderous crusade against anyone involved with supporting the current legal system, culminating in him plotting to blow up City Hall as the ultimate statement of protest. However, the film's ending turns the tables on Shelton in a pretty unsatisfying way. Despite being in prison by this point in the movie, Shelton has been using a secret tunnel to continue his revenge scheme in secret. And after setting up the bomb and returning to his cell, he's greeted by his former attorney, Nick Rice. After Nick tries to reason with him, Clyde activates the bomb. But Nick has sneakily moved it inside Clyde's cell, resulting in Clyde's death in an explosive fireball. The film's final scene then shows Nick attending his daughter's musical recital, an event that he previously hadn't ever made time for, seeming to suggest that Nick somehow has become a better person by blowing a criminal to pieces with his own bomb? Right, okay. Given that the movie does a frankly disturbing job of convincing audiences to root for Shelton, many were left deeply frustrated by an ending which flipped this on its head, suddenly taking the moral imperative through Jamie Foxx's unbearably smug hero. And let's be honest, most of us wanted Shelton's plan to succeed. Number 3. The Grey Liam Neeson's 2011 survival thriller The Grey was an unfortunate victim of its own misleading marketing. The film's trailers presented it as a film in which Neeson's protagonist John faces off against not only the elements, but a pack of wolves that are stalking him and his fellow oilmen who are stranded in the Alaskan wilderness. But this film was ultimately a far more philosophical and thoughtful flick than anyone expected, and the tease showdown between John and the pack of wolves never actually happens. Well, it does happen, but only off-screen as the film's final scene cuts to black just as John begins his desperate final assault against the alpha of the pack, leaving many viewers exasperated that the very thing that they paid their money to see is never actually shown. To perhaps irritate audiences even more, a post credit scene briefly shows the aftermath of the fight with the alpha wolf mortally wounded and John's fate left unclear. In the director's cut, it was actually described that the wolf battle was actually filmed, but they decided against actually using it, and criticised the marketing itself for creating an inaccurate representation of what the movie was really about. Still, in the cinemas watching it, where's my wolf battle? Number 2. Inception Christopher Nolan's Inception is one of the most unique and creative blockbusters ever made, an ingeniously conceived and executed plunge into the various dreamscapes of its main characters. The film's central theme is that of reality, that those who spend long enough in the dream world struggle to distinguish between it and the real world, and resulted in the suicide of protagonist Cobb's wife, who believed that she was still residing within the dream world. The movie ends with Cobb successfully performing the titular act of being free to return home to his children, but one question remains, is he dreaming or not? The final scene shows Cobb spinning his wife's reality-testing totem, which was a spinning top, but walking away before the outcome is actually shown, with Nolan just cutting to black just as the top begins to waver. As brilliant an ending as it is, it was also a firm kick to the gonads to those leaning forward in anxious excitement to see whether or not the spinning top would fall over or not. For those who saw Inception in the cinema, you might remember the defeated, frustrated reactions of your fellow audience members when Nolan decided to hold this outcome back. It is brilliant, but it is a little bit annoying as well. 
And number one, The Last American Virgin. On the surface, 1982's The Last American Virgin is a pretty typical sex comedy for its era, tackling all of the expected themes relevant to hormonal youngsters until, that is, it hits its brutal final scene. The film revolves around the titular high schooler protagonist Gary, who, beyond his numerous bungled attempts to get laid, falls hard for the gorgeous new transfer student Karen. After Karen gets pregnant by Gary's meathead pal Rick, good guy Gary not only pays for the abortion but looks after Karen in the aftermath, all the while Rick is nowhere to be seen. Just as it seems like there might actually be a future for Gary and Karen, the final scene delivers the crushing knockout of a reveal that Karen has actually forgiven Rick and gone back to him. The film's final moments show Gary solemnly driving home in tears as the end credits roll, providing zero emotional catharsis for viewers who were surely expecting the guy to get the girl of his dreams. Understandably, anyone approaching this as a feel-good movie was likely infuriated by how anti that actually was. So yeah, if you're about to watch this, be warned. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 